The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Hello, Chicago. Chicago Popo Report on WLSAM 890. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. What's going on, Luke? A lot going on, Paul. Big week. Saturday night, getting hot. Huh? It's very hot. Heating up down there at the city council, too, isn't it? It's a great weekend, man. It's one of the first ones. First, first time we've had heat all year, right? Hot weekends, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you could actually go in the water and not die. It's going to get even hotter tomorrow, man. Gay Pride Parade. There you go. I love it. Well, well, listen, the, the aldermen are having problems, bro. The feds are all over everybody. Alderman Austin, Mike Madigan's top aide, former top aide who got fired for sexual harassment, but he worked for Madigan for 22 years. Feds dropped the search warrant on his little abode over there in Beverly. Oh, and Mr. Cochran. Don't forget about Willie Cochran. Yeah, former Chicago PD. Well, Willie doesn't, he won't do eight months. He's out in 8.5 months officially. Uh, it got a little slap on the wrist. Who should we start off with? That's no sentence. Well, should we go down the list or just... Yeah, let's go down the list. Okay. <laughs> it's long and distinguished. And it's just starting. It's it's early. There's going to be more, man. Mayor Lightfoot, she's going to walk into the uh, uh, the uh, city hall. She's going to uh, be appointing a whole bunch of people. There's going to be a lot of empty seats. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, until she starts filling them up. But Alderman Kerry Austin, who's a heavy hitter, she's been around a long time. She's got the feds all up in her business. Yeah, she has a city council chairmanship. Uh, she oversaw the influential budget committee and uh, worked alongside our boy Burke. Yeah, she's not overseeing anything anymore except uh, a lot of meetings with criminal defense lawyers. She gone from that post, huh? Oh man, she's gone. Yeah, yeah. Ledford doesn't play. She's like, oh, li, li, li. listen, if you got the feds executing search warrants in your office, your house, your kid's house, and they're investigating the entire family, you you gotta put some distance between you and them. I mean, it happens in every line of work, right? I mean, if you got an employee that works for you and the feds raid his house, generally he's going to be an ex-employee or not doing anything of importance any longer. And with uh, Alderman Austin, she was uh, attending, uh, was that Julian High School? Yeah. Uh, kicking off a summer mentoring program when the news came down. And she was with our mayor, esteemed mayor. I mean... That's pretty embarrassing. It can't get any better than that, right? Oh, no. But well, it couldn't get any worse than that for right. her. But she she's got big problems, and she you know what she's always had kind of she's always been on the edge, uh, you know whole family's got political jobs thanks to her. They all work for the city. They're all feeding out of the trough, and they all managed to get fired from these really good jobs. I think her son was uh, making like seventy five k a year with Streets and Sands driving around, and they find out Joe Ferguson says, "Hey, dude doesn't have a driver's license." What you can't drive around the, the the streets of Chicago without a driver's license? Yeah, Everybody a, does that, Paul. That's a problem. Well, yeah, but if you're a city employee, it's assumed that you will be legal while you're riding around in their vehicles, right? Yeah, I mean, she's she's got a... Her history's kind of... Uh, Sketchy. Let's say she's always uh, blocking uh, government reform efforts. Well, she, she don't... I wonder, need, I wonder why. She don't like any reform. She's going to hear about reform uh, for... Weeks on end over there in that federal building at 213 South Dirksen. It's going to be a long, long 
ugly trial for her, and it's coming. And then we have and Willie. Willie only got a year in prison, and and a, he had nerve enough to go out there and beef after he got sentenced. <laughs> hey, I shouldn't. What did he? His lawyer came in and said earlier, "Listen, putting these guys in jail doesn't slow them down. So let's not put them in jail." <laughs> so that, again, begs the question. Let's not put anybody in jail because it obviously doesn't work, right? I yeah, mean, what a nonsense! Recidivism rate is pretty high for normal criminals. For Alderman, it's you know, it's a hundred percent almost. Yeah. Willie was unapologetic about the entire thing. He's beefing because he's got to go do a year, and he could probably he'll probably do that year right at the Metropolitan Correctional Center. It doesn't get it much easier than that. Not that DMCC is a walk in the park, but it's uh. You know, that's where the politicians, snitches, they put all the questionable guys over there. What's, I mean, what's, here, could you, like, paint a picture? What's it, what's, you're, you're doing a stint at the MCC as opposed to the county or anywhere else? Well, MCC is, A, not violent. Mm-hmm. Average age of the inmates over there is a lot higher than over at the county. Not a lot of, there's some gang guys over there, but not a lot. It's all federal dudes, and federal guys tend to be more of the nonviolent crimes. Okay. Right? And the violent guys, they just segregate from those. But, I mean, mostly it's like dudes watching TV and playing cards over there, you know, 24-7. They don't have jobs. They really don't do anything over there. So Unless like, you're in isolation or a snitch, it's uh, pretty easy time. So you'll see a gangbanger who's serving time for, say, tax evasion. Or he's waiting trial. Waiting trial. Right. The only way a gangbanger's in there is usually awaiting trial. Uh-huh. Right? But or, or he's a snitch. Then they'll put them in MCC in productive custody, which is no fun because that's 23 hours a day locked down. So time's pretty easy, though. You're not going to... No. MCC is not a bad place to be. Mm -hmm. Your family can get there. Visitation's very liberal. You're in a visiting room. You have contact visits, which is a lot different than a lot of jails. There's no contact. You're visiting, you know, with two feet of glass between you and your loved ones. Then why would you want to escape from that place and risk more time? (laughs) You know what? Take your take the year and walk away. Okay, be quiet (laughs) because if you if you get a violation uh, while you're on probation or parole, uh, he might get whacked again. I I would just be quiet. Willie needs to shh, quiet. And Madigan's feeling the heat, right? Quinn's home. They dropped. They raided him this week. Yeah, it just just happened. And he's a former aide for a while, for several months now. So. You know, when you get a search warrant, you got to have probable cause, right? Yeah. And there's got to be somebody writing an affidavit with some knowledge of what Quinn may or may not have in his house that's going to lead. And I'm sure that no one cares about Quinn. It's this is all about Madigan. Well, they're going up. They're going up. Well, they you are. Know? They they're are starting with the, the low letter, hanging man. fruit, well, and then they're Mike Madigan is about as high up. hanging fruit as yeah. you can get. He's as high hanging as Eddie Burke, right? A lot of old timers going down. Looks like their time is coming, right? Should have got out when the getting was good. You know, normal retirement age. You're yeah, rich. Right. Go play golf. Go go winter down somewhere warm in the summer to get out of here. It's not so much the money. It's just the power. It is the power. The power is is what keeps the old it's ones it, hanging around because they got all the money they can ever spend. It's spec. intoxicating. Right. Uh, you never want to leave it. It prob- <sighs> It's probably the juice that uh, keeps you alive. Right? Right. It's the excitement. For, right? for most. For most. Yeah. It would be in the man. Except it's not good to be the man when the feds start looking at you because they have all unlimited resources and unlimited holes of $100 bills they could spend chasing you and and making your life miserable. Pretty tough. I mean, listen, this is about as bad as I've seen a politically political indictments going on in a long, long time. Gives us a lot to talk about. Yeah, right when the uh, newly appointed mayor takes office, you've got, yeah, you've got these corruption scandals breaking all around. And she's a former fed. She's probably not... She's probably enjoying this. Uh, you think she has somehow, uh, I don't know, 
she's maneuvering the levers also. I think with, she within is, her administration. Well, I think she's let the feds know that whatever they need, she'll give them. She's a fully cooperating. Her uh, office, at, listen, her administration. She, she's straight arrow, man. She don't play. She she will uh, chit chat with them in a heartbeat. That's right. Thanks for starting us off, my nonviolent matcha tea sipping, jet setting, low level partner in crime. As the Chicago Popo Report gets underway here on a Saturday night, more to come, including Park District employees behaving badly. <laughs> a little bit. A little tip for you, Paul. Tax evasion is a crime, but tax avoidance is legal. I'll explain. Also, an exotic cat shot to death by cops after attacking girl. And Cardi B indicted on failing assault charges following strip club brawl. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report. We'll see you in a bit. It's Ah, welcome back, Popo Nation, and it's raining men up on Boys Town, up on Broadway in Halsted this weekend. But Tomorrow, hey, Paul, big parade, big parade. Big, big parade, one of the biggest, but hey, listen, folks, if you can't listen to us, we're, you know, Saturday night when it's really fun, WLSAM.com, that's the place to go. That's, that's right. where we're listed. You listen to it at your leisure anytime you want. Oh, yeah. And where we're at, man. We, got, we had a tough week for one of, the, one of your brother's. Got shot in the head the other night, bro. Yeah, another tragic, 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 tragic event. He's just off-duty cop around the uh, police headquarters, right. 37th uh, on the east side. And uh, he's hanging out with his girlfriend. Just got off work. And we might add his dad just retired as a deputy superintendent, right? Sixth, yeah, sixth district, uh, Gresham. Yeah, I guess he's off. He was just hanging out. And yeah. uh, he uh, he spots a car. Following him. vehicle. Yeah. They were Girl, following him. More or less, yeah. Right. His exactly. girlfriend uh, gave a statement uh, finally and said this car was following him, following him, and all of a sudden they started lighting him up. She uh, attempted to call nine one one, and as she was calling, they lit up the car like what twenty something, twenty something shots. They were they were messing around. Now is he targeted, or are they just just this random violence thing? It could go both ways. You never know. It's well, all speculation right now, and he's. Critical but stable right now. He's doing okay. I mean, even though it's around uh, the headquarters, it's it's still a it's still a rough area. It's a good lesson, man, because no matter who you are, it's dangerous or in where those you're streets, at. right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You think it'd be safe around police headquarters? No. You know, even around any police district, it's still crime still happens. Express Violent crime still parks. happens <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, They're, the harbors. Police officers are, are within like a shouting distance. Crimes still happen. You got to be vigilant. You know, you got to maintain situational yeah. awareness. And like I said, we don't know whether they identified him as a police officer, right? By his vehicle, there's police stickers and well, I mean, you know, if, identifiers if overtly <clears throat> shooting at the police. This is this is really really yeah, that'd bad. be really really bad. Exactly. Okay. Or he's a guy from the neighborhood that they recognize. Exactly. You know? Or thought they recognized. Thought, right? Yeah, yeah. Mistaken identity. Yeah. yeah. Or just felt like shooting. 20 rounds. That's a lot of rounds coming your way. You got lucky. Just one. You got hit in the head, though. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it sounds like he's uh, he gave a thumbs up coming out of surgery, right. which is always a good sign. He seems to be doing, he's stable, so let's let's hope and pray for the best. Absolutely. Right? That Absolutely. We, we don't lose this guy. This is, because it's, I mean, you're off work, man. I mean, this is really ridiculous. You're just chilling out, yeah, in your car. I'm not hanging out in my car anymore. And a guy from his district, Rivera, got killed right, up in River yeah, North a couple yeah, months ago. Right, yeah. Same thing, right? Eating pizza. I uh, just had a pizza with his with his guy, buddies and girlfriends. And in he gets River North, up. yeah. 
Tragic. Be safe, people. Situational awareness, as Lupe says. That's right. And then we go to the mundane. We leave, leave police officers getting shot in the head and Eric Trump getting spit on walking out of a restaurant. At the aviary? Ever, ever been there? <laughs> I have not. My God. <laughs> Might not be there soon. I don't want to get spit on coming out. <laughs> My God, it's an amazing restaurant. No charges filed. There's, there's no criminal stuff. And I I know the person that spit on him has already got a GoFundMe page. That's about all I know about that. That's about all I care about that story. Actually, I don't care about it at all. Yeah, I mean, we got to maintain some decorum, people. I mean, yeah, you don't spit on people. You don't people, spit on right? people. I even mean, if you don't like them. In polite society, we just don't do that, even though, you know, you may not agree with, you know, their political stance or their policies, what's going on. Let's just not do that. Let's not spit on people when they're coming out of the restaurant and surrounded by Secret Service agents, okay? It's probably not a good idea. I mean, this guy's swarming with people. Exactly. <laughs> the Chicago Police Secret I mean. Service, right? This is a good idea. Nothing will happen. Uh, moving right along, my friend. This is a bad story. Yeah, well, it's a sign of the times, uh, and it, it knows no boundaries. Even in that middle school? Yeah, it would be middle school. 13-year-old kid, kid eats a mother unconscious after she confronts him about bullying her child and using ethnic slurs, etc. Go back to Mexico. Number one, I grew up with a lot of tough guys. Always around, right? Yeah. I can never, ever remember a 13-year-old punching an adult person, woman, especially. Especially a woman, right? And knocking her out. Yeah. That'd be like almost a death penalty in my neighborhood. It just wouldn't happen. You, They wouldn't hit a teacher unless it was like a big fight with them, physical fight. Would never, I mean, nobody in my group would walk around the block to avoid sassing an adult. Never mind punching them or having a physical confrontation with them. Well, they all attended uh, the Passaic uh, Gifted and Talented Academy School. Yeah, I mean, very is gifted it, or talented I when mean, you knock it, out a, a 13 year old able to knock out a grown woman. Is it gifted as in like, you know, a thousand IQ or, uh, you know, um, mental impairment? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, does it make a difference? I mean, of course, I think it does. Well, I mean, yeah, if, it does, if they don't know any if better. It, if they were mentally impaired, you, you might be able to understand this a little bit, but a 13 year old who's gifted. All right, yeah. high IQ. They would understand. I not a million yes, they understand, yeah. except they're no upbringing at home. Apparently, it's, it's okay to whack parents, and knock exactly. out yeah, a the grown parents. Up, right? Yeah, parents. Right, parents. What What your mom used to say before you went out of the house? Hey, mijo, don't embarrass me. All right. That's right. When you the, leave that house, <laughs> this is the ultimate embarrassment for a parent. My kid did what? I, I can't even imagine getting a call like that. Oh my God. Six sons. They knew what would happen. They just knew it'd be like. Summary execution when they got home that night. Yeah, it's a big scandal. The mayor got involved. She's uh, she's upset. Um, this is uncalled for. Uh, she's uh, talking with police chief and school officials. Uh, hopefully they'll get to the bottom of it and straighten this kid out. And the parents. I'd straighten him out. He wouldn't be able to sit for about two months. Well, hey, our, one of our buddies is back in the news in Chicago. Thought Just when he thought he was getting out, huh? <laughs> what do you mean um, Jesse can't leave the mob <laughs> Jesse cannot leave the Chicago media mob okay or, or apparently the Chicago criminal justice system now we have special prosecutor getting put which has not yet been appointed but I'm telling Jesse's got some serious problems now the, the other stuff was kindergarten it was a walk in the park it was kind of bothersome I, I guarantee you Felony charges are forthcoming. The money that they're going to spend on this circus act is going to be in the hundreds, 
if not millions of dollars. Special prosecutors, special investigators, grand juries. It is going to go on. He, Jesse, thought he spent money on lawyers before. Wait till he gets these bills. Well, look, I mean, Judge Tooman, he basically ruled that Fox had no legal grounds to appoint her top deputy to handle the, the case. And uh, also, uh, the special prosecutor could bring charges against Smollett if they have reasonable grounds to believe that any other criminal offenses were committed or was uh, if criminal offense was committed. I mean, this yeah, is well, this is start. It's going to ratchet back up. They are not spending all this money to charge him with some more misdemeanors. No, okay, no. The, the felony charges are coming. It, it, this is a runaway train. Jesse thought he had problems before. He didn't have any problems because a special prosecutor who who knows who they're going to appoint to this thing. But he's he's going to get paid big dough, and they're going to expect big results. But I love I love the tapes that are being released. Oh, yeah, the tapes were released, yeah. <laughs> the Chicago Police Department, the, the two cops who respond initially, right? They get to the apartment. Oh, that was great. That Just, was great. Jesse's got the rope around his neck, and classic Chicago copper goes, Hey, hey, hey you want to take that off now or what? <laughs> he, he wasn't impressed, was he? No, it looked like a basketball net was just, uh, you know. Yeah, it looked like a celebration almost, right? <laughs> like he just won the final four and he just put the, a basketball and, net and, in his, you know, through his head. And the cop kind of walks over and touches it a little bit like, <laughs> hey, hey, come on, you want to think this off now or what? Uh, okay, I guess I can. I mean, you, you saw enough of it. You you, you get the picture. I'm, he's tr he's an actor. He's, he's trying to, you know, oh, paint the canvas. He's acting with the know? wrong guys. <laughs> the wrong guys. That's not his audience. <laughs> Oh, that's great, Paul. We're, we're going to see a lot more, aren't we? That's right. We're going to hit the hole right now, but when we get back, we're going to get into uh, Park District employees behaving badly and a little bit of crime and mayhem to come, all right? Can't wait. All right. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSMA 90. See you in a bit. Welcome back, folks. Popo Report, WLSAM. 890 Chicago Saturday night Lupe Aguirre Paul Cialino little little uh, Terrence Howard to bring us into the R. Kelly story Robert back in court this week we always lumped the two together right what's the difference Jesse yeah. Jesse and Robert yes, yes. and Robert yes they're, they're top of the food chain in, in stories in this town right more affectionately known as R. Kelly yeah. R. Kelly Rob, Robert as known by Gail King Gail King calls him Robert when the rest of us mere, mere mortals call him R. Kelly. But R. Kelly, uh, judge said, Robert, you can be no wait six years for a trial this time. We're going to trial early 2020. He wasn't too happy with that status hearing, huh? <laughs> like hearing oh, that, man, okay? That's it. Put you a lot closer to the penitentiary, okay? <laughs> Let me sing my displeasure. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say anything. He, he's got, and he got a court order to respond to some lawsuits and stuff. He's just, he is just a lawyer's dream. Of course, that that would assume he's paying lawyers, right? If the attorneys are getting paid. Yes. Well, let's you know, in some fashion, oh. either monetary or non-monetary. Figure it out. But they better yeah. get, hey, I'd yeah. have Robert in a recording studio because he's not going to have access to one after the trial, I don't think. Hey, if I was his attorney, I'm like, you know what? My kids are my kids are having bar mitzvahs. My kids are having birthdays. Can you come over and sing? You know, yeah, I've got I, a big space. Uh, I mean, you know, I'd be as payment. I'd be renting out WLS down here in that recording studio. I have Robert singing his ass off up there. <laughs> come on, Rob. Kelly tapes, okay? He's like, he might as well be dead. He's in prison, so he's not recording there. Let's, 
let's let's cut some uh, what do they call it? Some cut some tunes, right? You got to start singing. Yeah, let's cut some tracks, Robert. <laughs> cut some right? tracks. Start yeah. singing for your dinner, brother. Yeah. Well, that's a good hey, form of payment. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Hey, moving right along. Park district employees acting badly. Say it's not so loop. Oh yeah, they they, they tend to uh, you know um, blow the public trust in that fashion. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> I don't know. Is this even a crime? They got scrap metal, gets turned into the park district, or they're scraping old uh, jungle gyms and stuff, and they sold it for scrap, right? And kept the money. That's the problem. But is it, once you throw it like in the dumpster, is it really the park proceeds, property anymore? The proceeds, <laughs> the proceeds of that scrap revert back to the uh, original owner, which is the park district. We're so jaded, though. I mean, this is kind of, this is so Chicago stuff. Hey. Hey, hey, you know, they weren't going to use, they, they weren't going to do anything with that stuff. All I did was take it down to the junkyard and sell a few pounds. $64,000 worth. Wait, what was that? Five loads of chairs from the Petrillo Music Shell in Grand Park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they dumped all them chairs at the scrapyard and got sixty four k for it. Well, in total, in total. But part of that was the uh, chairs from the uh, band shell, which was around $2,000. And they just, you know, put that in their pockets. I mean, they're being industrious. Not really dishonest. They were throwing them out. <laughs> yeah, they were cleaning up the city, right? Yes, yes. But look here, here's they another, got indicted, bro. Here's a, a little Love, PSA, people. Loving employees <laughs> using park districts exemption for personal purchases is sales tax evasion in Illinois, Paul. So sales tax evasion is illegal. What isn't illegal? Tax avoidance. I, I know, that's, I that's that's that's, that's right. a big the big distinction. Okay, yes, so yes, and, and it's American too. Listen, and and the employees denied parking the cash. They they said that they gave the money to a now retired foreman. They put it on the retired foreman. Go, I, go get him. Go find him. Right, might be dead. Right, that's where you put it on. Put it on the dead guy. Hey, our foreman. We gave him the money. Okay, let's go. Let's go pick him up. They go over to the foreman's house, and the wife goes, "Hey, my husband died two thousand eleven. You're too late." Right? Yeah, yeah. It was a good plan, but it, no one buying. Well, it was a Sam's Club scam also. Uh, they had a full-time administrative employee who was uh, hired on who uh, they thought she had a bachelor's degree, but it turns out, no. You've got to actually call no up the university and say, did this person graduate? Right? In fact, there's, I happen to know for a fact that there's a clearinghouse and you could... For a check for like $23, you can verify yeah. academic credentials on people. It's not hard. It's out there. It's been out there for a long time. But it's not like they, were, they didn't have any red flags, Paul. You know, the, the, the transcript was incomplete. <laughs> and also the uh, <laughs> the graduation date or the conferral date had 01-9999. What does that tell you? I, it's a typo. <laughs> right? Should have been. Maybe uh, investigate a little bit. We got a ways to go before we hit 9999, right? <laughs> exactly. I would imagine we'd be doing this. Uh, it's far off in the future. Yes, yes. Like, That'll be our, what show would that be? If we had a show then, we'd probably, you know, actually be wealthy from doing this. Probably. Yes. <laughs> no degree, community service. All right. I like this story, okay? This guy, you know, assaulted police officer with a knife, and a judge gives him a $500 bond, which means $5,000 bond. You know this happened in Rogers Park. Five, this whole this whole thing stems you, from when Rogers asked, Park. This guy didn't pull a knife on you, did he? No, no. Okay. We. <laughs> the, this is an, this is actually the neighboring beat on the west side of Rogers Park, uh-huh. uh, closer to uh, closer to uh, Western Avenue. Um, no, he was playing cat and mouse with uh, police officers for for about a week. They would um, 
he would, it was like police chases. <laughs> well, he gets to court. He wasn't too happy about being there either, was he? He charged the bench. He's fighting with the sheriff deputies in the courtroom. Uh, he, this guy's not a very agreeable fella, is he? He's very unruly, yeah. <laughs> very disrespectful to the judge and the, uh, and the uh, courtroom police officers or sheriff's police officers. D'Angelo Lee. Age 31. Not not a very nice guy, is he? D'Angelo. Fighting with the SWAT team, fighting with the judge, th- throwing glasses at officers. He's, he's just uh, approaching three SWAT officers with two knives saying, I will kill you. <laughs> and you're not going to get home safe tonight. It was, uh, I think, an eight-hour standoff. It shredded off uh, on June 18th at 5.30. Yeah, that's right. And, and then it didn't end until like, uh, that afternoon. <laughs> And a five hundred dollar bond to walk. This is what make people crazy. Okay, law abiding citizens. How does this dude get a five hundred dollar bond? Right. I mean, because let's face it, everybody can make a five hundred dollar bond in this city. You locked up, someone's going to show up with five hundred bucks and be glad. Usually, okay. They recommended to the judge uh, uh, grant uh, maximum conditions should apply. Yeah. And uh, Judge Navarro, yeah, exactly. Set bail at five thousand. He's out with five hundred bucks. Yep. <laughs> well, Judge Navarro. The guys. second bond got jacked up to ten thousand. All right. After he acted up in court, and now it's up to fifty thousand. So 50, now he needs five thousand to walk, right? Judge Gallagher. Judge Gallagher don't play. Hey, D'Angelo, fifty k now, my friend. Go get five thousand to walk out of here. Yeah, he's been a nemesis in uh, Rogers Park for the last uh, for the last month or so. Well, but uh, we'll see what happens. Here's a number: another genius from the Cook County Jail on recorded phones trying to hire a hitman, kill a witness. <laughs> Surprisingly, he got caught. Right? I mean, how much of a knucklehead do you have to be that to actually think you can get away with this? Well. And a Cook County provided phone. Trevon Clark, age 21, who's been locked up <laughs> since August of 2018 and charging with, uh, charged with killing an 18-year-old nursing student, uh, meets with a j- visitor at the jail and offered him 5000 to kill two people. And, of course, it's all recorded. Oh, absolutely. Come on. You would, you, you would know this. Gangsters. If you're in jail, try to restrain yourself from hiring the hitmen because you're going to get caught every time and get new charges, new felony charges. So even if you beat the murder case, you're going to get to go. You're not going to beat that one because it's on tape, right? You're, <laughs> you're going to catch a few on that one. No matter how much you stress it, Paul, it's always going to happen because they're dumb criminals. Dumb is not the word for it. <laughs> okay, I just uh, there's not even a word to describe how dumb they are sometimes. That's right, Paul. We're going to take another break. Hit the hole. When we come back, we will get into that exotic cat. They got shot by cops after he attacked a girl and mom, and also. That college student who disappeared after uh, ordering a lift ride. You've been listening to the Chicago Pope Report on WSAM 890. Welcome back, Popo Nation. Saturday night, WSAM 890. Chicago. Lupe Guire, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report. Bringing you the latest. And the greatest. That's right. Well, All around. In, that's right. What's up next? <laughs> Another professor. Right? Another professor. Another yeah. professor story. We did one last week about the professor who got beat up on the Tinder date. No, Grinder. Grinder date. And let Just me ask you, are you working on that Grinder Plus uh, app? Or, I'm telling you, we got to get the Grinder Plus app, okay. folks. Grinder Plus is be when you're in trouble, right? <laughs> Grinder Plus will find the guy who just stole all your property and beat you up. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on you, okay? Okay, so we gotta do that. It's a moneymaker. This the, no app in this one. British man charged gruesome River North murder. Former Northwestern University professor and uh, Andrew Warren right wants a speedy trial. Right, he don't like sitting at Twenty Sixth Street. I'm guessing. And this stabbing happened last year in July. Yeah, I mean a lot a lot happens in River North for the most part. You know your usual robberies, your usual crime and mayhem. But this is pretty gruesome. <laughs> These two men chatted for months online about murder fantasies. And then they carried out that murder fantasy, didn't they? Yeah, kind of a strange conversation, right? You think? <laughs> murder fantasies. Get out of here. It's just people are freaks, right? Hey, this is this is scandalous stuff. It, not, it hardly gets a whisper in the news. It's the murder <laughs> fantasy involved involved Latham's 26-year-old boyfriend, right? Yeah, but it involved murdering people. That's the fantasy. Let's murder somebody really nasty, do a nasty murder. Yeah, but they actually had a face and a person. <laughs> they don't have a beef against the guy, don't they? Murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> There's no beef. We're just going to murder a guy because we think it'll be a neat thing to do. Yeah. Wow. I like yeah. the next story a lot better. Okay. I, 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 I'm not down with the whole let's murder. Some-. You know, you're going to murder somebody because I have a fantasy about it? But hey, look, if you're going to. Okay. So this is a, these are lengthy conversations. I mean, I'm sure more than one. And they're you, on the internet. They're, and they're typing back and forth. And these are fantasies. But I mean, they wound up killing this poor kid, poor kid with a drywall saw. Oh. I mean, come <laughs> that's on. That's a bad way to go. Just, the drywall saw. Oh, my God. That's, that's not electric, my friend. It's a grinding. It's painful. I mean, yes. yeah, it's not like... It's painful when you're cutting drywall with it. Oh it's, not, it's not fun. Hey, I like this story a lot better. Exotic cat shot to death by cops after attacking girl and mother. I just got to ask you, how do you spell that? How do you, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Uh, They're as big as... I, I have a friend that owns one of these things, okay? Pronounce it. I can't. I can't pronounce it. Carousel? Carcacol? Carousel sounds right. Carousel, right. It does sound right. But these cats are like 40 pounds, like two and a half feet tall. I mean, they look like little leopards, for right, lack of a right. better term, right? It's a pretty and, imposing, pretty menacing looking cat. Yeah. And they're, they're, it's it's they're a house cat, Paul. Dope. I got a buddy, retired FBI agent, owns one of these things, right? Oh. And it rides in the car with them. It sits on the front seat. It looks like a, a, it looks like a small leopard. And they're mean. It's I mean, the- they'll tear you up, bro. I mean, they could stretch like six feet. Does it stick its head out the window when he's driving? I don't know. I don't know. But I got to tell you, uh, this this particular one, and, and you know, all these exotic animals are always right on the edge of danger. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, they, they're not, um, you know, bred for uh, civilized society. No. And this, this officer shot the cat after, it was acting erratic, he said. <laughs> That's, I think he was just scared of this big-ass cat coming at him, okay? I don't think it was acting erratic at all at that point. I think he just went wanted- over for a little pet. Probably just wanted to shoot something, right? And he shot it. He lit it up. Dead, dead. And those cats, by the way, five, six thousand bucks. Yeah, people pay that kind of money for this cat. And and I heard these cats, they don't use the kitty litter. They don't like the kitty litter. These big cats. So you got a big, big cat poop all over the place following this thing around. What do you got to walk it outside or just put a? Cat diapers on. <laughs> cat. But I don't. I don't think you're getting a diaper on this big old boy. All right. I don't think he's having it. <laughs> the cat don't like diaper, but it's uh, it's one dead cat now, huh? Yeah, we got another uh, uh <laughs> another, another bad animal story on the Popo <laughs> Report, folks. Okay, we we do food fights and animal stories. Yeah, we do a lot a of lot. animal stuff, don't we? We like the animals reason. Well, the mother punished the kids. I love this this byline by boiling their puppies. 
This is this is one tough mama. Okay, boiling puppies. We're, kids, I'm going to teach you all a lesson today. Okay, we're going to drop our dogs' puppies into the boiling pot. I could say so many things right now, but I'll get in trouble. I mean, after having 15 children, I mean, you're probably going nuts, and you'll do something like that, right? Martha Crouch, <laughs> Cedar Valley, New Mexico, huh? And and facing child abuse stories too. She's facing child abuse because she made the kids watch her boiling the puppies. Oh, well. Then again, this genius has fifteen kids at home. <laughs> all right, you got to maintain fifteen children is tough to maintain discipline. You can't whip them all. I'm tired of whipping on you guys, so I'm going to boil the puppies. All right, this will straighten you guys out. Yeah, keep misbehaving and watch what else I'm going to boil. <laughs> Maybe one of your brothers or sisters. Teenage daughter told police that after one of the family dogs get one of the family dogs, we got more than one dog with fifteen kids. This this is looking, this story's looking worse and worse. But she took the puppies and put them in a giant pot and boiled them, making all the kids watch. According to court documents, oh, it, it gets better, right? And then another girl said, "Oh, she might boil puppies, but when I got when I was fourteen and got pregnant, she beat me until I got a miscarriage." This this is not mom of the year material. I'm thinking in New Mexico even. It's extreme, extreme. <laughs> but one, one of the grown kids denied the stories. Uh, uh, my mom wouldn't do that stuff. My mom and dad are some of the best people you'll ever meet, but in spite of boiling puppies and beating my sister into miscarriage. They're good folks. <laughs> Not only that, Paul, they've been on the lam for a while. I mean, they've been dogged by allegations and moving place to place. <laughs> they've been coming. They've been traveling to Alaska, Kansas, Missouri, Montana. It's tough everywhere. to move with 15 kids, man. You need a bus. Because that local DCFS is on their butt. <laughs> they <laughs> just, got them now, man. They got them for the boiling the puppy thing. Get get in that RV and move. You don't want to get caught, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, when we go back down to Florida, one of our favorite towns. And what happened, Lupa? The young lady got arrested for taking some guns? Yeah, this one really bothered me. Really, really bothered me. She was trying to, you know, protect herself because she knew she was in harm's way. This guy's going to come back, he's going to grab that gun and shoot me and kill me. Well, allegedly, he didn't shoot anyone, did he? You know, that's what she thought. Well, she what she does is she goes down to uh, her ex-husband, or soon-to-be ex-husband's home. They're still married. Yes, but they're living in separate abodes, as they say, right? And he's got Was a that clear? A, Was that clear for yeah, us? Yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah? They're living separately. And she goes to his house and grabs his guns and takes them down to the popo. And says, here, take these because this idiot's going to shoot me. It, by the way, she had just gotten an order of protection from him. He's not a very nice guy. And she was worried about being shot. So she basically breaks into his house, steals his guns, and brings them to the police. And the popo goes, did you break into his house and take his guns? And she goes, yeah. Well, we have to charge you with burglary and theft and all kinds of stuff. And they did. They charged her, right? Courtney got charged. For breaking into the house and taking the guns. Wait, were they bought? Were the guns bought while they were married? Um, Considering marital prep property? Let's assume so. But the, the problem was he wasn't living with her. He was living somewhere else. Nowhere does it say that it was breaking and entering. Uh-huh. It just says they were estranged. And and she had she she was able to get access to him. Presumably he had him in a safe or something. Maybe he never changed maybe the combination. She had, maybe right? she had the keys. Um, She probably did have the keys. Okay, might have been the former marital homie. Maybe she moved out. Of then the how was she home, breaking right? and entering? Charged with burglary. Yeah, they charged her down there, and, and uh, you know how? Because it's Florida. It is Florida. <laughs> I, she's got a point. I mean, if I'm a woman and I just took out an order of protection on this dude who's known for beating me, 
and I know he's got weapons, and he just threatened to shoot me. I, I'm, I'm going to probably try and get them guns away from him. You know what? I'm sticking up for her in this case. They're not going to convict her. Yeah. All right. We've got to take another break, Paul. We we'll get back do to that this, okay? You get in trouble, okay? We're going to hit the hole again. We'll come back and finish the story off. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSA 890. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. Step four. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, uh, we're back, Chicago. WLS AM 890. Folks, when you can't listen to the Popo Report live on Saturday night, hey, just jump over to WLSAM.com. You can pick up the Popo Report and anything else that's ever on WLS. WLSAM.com, folks. That's your friend. Load that app on your phone and listen to us whenever you want. Look. Finishing up our story in South Florida where uh, mommy gets arrested for taking soon-to-be ex-husband's guns. Courtney Taylor Irby. Yes, she was uh, arrested for armed burglary on June 15th uh, for taking her husband's guns. But the law left her little choice, I would argue, to say, here, this is Florida, a state where you can have a gun and confront an unarmed teenager. Then if the teenager fights back, you can stand your ground and shoot him. Of course, the teenager fighting back was not standing his ground. He's fair game. I would expect anything less from Florida in terms of punishing the victim for taking her abusive husband's guns. Well, there you go. You're done editorializing that one? Yes. <laughs> okay, moving right along to one of our favorite subjects. What happened to this young college student out in Salt Lake City? Orders a Lyft. Uber's cousin, right? Lyft is Uber's cousin. Same thing as Uber, folks. Lyft. Same type of company, right? Lunatics driving cars, driving their privately owned vehicles, using them as uh, cabs and limousines and what have you, right? It's becoming more apparent, Paul, that we are taking our lives, you know, into, we're just, uh, we're risking our lives by doing this. You know, 23-year-old adult woman, University of Utah student, she orders a car and no one has seen her since. Man, I, yeah, Luke, by the way, I was uh, in Fort Lauderdale using, using the old Uber app. Did you get my emergency notification? No, I think it. I think <laughs> my emergency notification it think, never goes through. I think they're lying to you. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to put Brett down. Brett, I know we'll be paying attention. <laughs> he'll, he'll take care of me, Luke, because you're just too busy. Yeah, idiots in another. He's how got, many stories we got to do before he quits riding these damn things? Got the right email. But I do. But hey, you know what? This is more tragedy, man. I mean, and you, we can presume nothing good happened to her. She's still missing, and it's been a while. Yeah, well, police say the Lyft and driver have been cooperating with their investigation. Yeah, where'd you go after that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, they keep mentioning Lyft in the story. It's not good for them no. or the driver. No, no, no. Hey, guess what? What? Marijuana is going to be legal in Illinois. Come January 1st, Come January just smoke 1st. all that marijuana you want, right? You can walk right down to the local retail establishment and pick some up and go smoke it till you go blind. Aren't you afraid of addiction and mental impairment and... uh you know, drug driving deaths. Listen, of that. Uh, they're going to have real problems with people driving lit up, man. It's going to be, uh, I was in Florida where it's legal, right? Every parking lot I went by, medical marijuana is legal. Every medical marijuana dispensary I went by, the parking lots were overflowing. Overflowing with people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so they're buying the marijuana as quick as they could grab it. Same when I was out in Las Vegas, same th same situation. Sunday afternoon, the place downtown Las Vegas is dead, right? And you go buy a medical marijuana, or well, recreational marijuana is legal in Las Vegas, and the parking lots are just loaded with cars, man. They got people parking cars out there. There's so many 
people trying to buy marijuana. Well, it's yeah, it's uh, it's, consumption is prohibited in public places, uh, streets or parks, uh, school grounds, uh, motor vehicle, correctional facility. Near someone under twenty one. I'm glad they dropped that one in there. You can't draw. You can't smoke while driving a boat or flying a plane. Okay, that's nice of them. Let me tell you, man. The, the boat police, right? They will. The county sheriffs who uh, in the city of Chicago and people, a Coast Guard, they'll light you up if you're DUI in a boat driving it. So here's the rub: where where are the enforcement mechanisms going to be? Right. You know uh, how aggressive how are aggressive? the police going to want to be locking up people for smoking a joint in a park? Say. Right? You got a bunch of adults in there and they're smoking pot. I mean, the police going to run in there and start arresting people? I you know what it, it is? I mean, if you're, walk, if you're walking down the street or, or in a park, uh, you're going to have to, you know, have to, uh, citizen narcs are going to have to. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so that's call. what we need. So you're going you're gonna to have a bunch of these 911 calls. You know, you got this group of kids smoking weed, uh, lakefront, right. you know, down the oh, street. Ab- absolutely. That's, I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm expecting. It's going to be pretty much unenforceable. Because the popo are not going to want to mess with that stuff. They're not going to be wasting time cuffing kids, locking them up, and go to court to get it thrown out. It's going to be labeled a disturbance call. It's, I mean, it's a quality of life issue. Right. Because, yeah, yeah you're right. Who yeah. wants to walk down the street and just, you know, smell that? And, uh, well, they're expecting a lot of tax money also. Taxed at 10% for THC levels at or less than 35%. And then you got 20% for cannabis-infused products, uh, 25% for THC concentrations of more than 35%. I mean, there's a lot of money to be made. Uh, Colorado made right. $6 billion last year. $6 billion on tax on the marijuana tax. That's a lot of dough. But in Illinois, hell, they spend that in two days. Okay? You're, guarantee, I promise you one thing. Your property taxes are not going to drop because people are buying no. copious amounts of dope legally. Are you expecting any any local municipalities and or and or counties to abandon? Remember when the casino started? Remember when the casino started? They're going to solve the education problem in the state. We're going to take all that casino tax money, folks, and we're going to solve the education issues and the teacher salaries and the pensions. Guess what? Not a penny of that stuff went towards teacher stuff, pensions. There's teachers still broke. Pensions are still unfunded, and the casinos are uh, bringing in as much dough as they ever brought in, and they're not. They haven't solved any problems. That's syntax stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Casino gambling. Now we're going to have sports betting, marijuana. I mean, pretty soon we'll legalize everything, <laughs> right? Anything that's fun and illegal will be get legalized eventually. I don't think it's. I don't. You know what? It's going to cause more problems than it's worth. And and I'm, I'm a supporter of legalizing marijuana. Yeah, but it's going to cause a lot of problems, a lot of quality of life stuff. You're absolutely right. And it's not going to generate enough money to solve our ills. It's just not going to do it. It'll be more government waste stuff in this state, right? But, hey, January 1st, folks, fire it up. It's time to smoke a joint. Fire it up, toke it up, yep. It's, it's going to work. Okay. This is getting to be a hot item because you were just at the ball game and almost got whacked with a hot flying uh, foul ball the other day, last week, right? Yeah. And that little girl that got hit by Al- Albert uh, Elmora's foul ball in Houston s- suffered a skull fracture, man. I mean, that kid really got rung up. Little kids, tender skulls, baseball coming at them 120 miles an hour off a bat is a bad combination. And uh, we saw how upset Albert was, man. Albert was just devastated. At some point, do you think it's going to it's gonna become unbearable for... I, I, every, I, here, you know on, let, me, here, let me ask you. Yeah. I didn't finish asking my question. Is it going to become unbearable for Major League Baseball to uh, quit standing behind 
the baseball rule, which says you come into our ballpark, you have that ticket, and it's just a license. You have to. We're not responsible for you getting hurt. Okay, but here, but here's the thing: if they're not responsible, that netting that you see on the first base sides and third base sides, they 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 realize that there is a potential for danger, foul balls zipping through, hurting people. So there is a danger, and they've recognized that danger. They need to extend that fence out more, or else the the responsibility is going to be on them. Well, listen, that's like the old parking garage ticket, right? We're not responsible for anything lost or stolen or wrecked on you. Guess what? You could print anything you want in the back of that ticket. You are responsible. They've been sued and sued successfully for this stuff in every city yeah. where it happens. So you know what's going to happen? They're going to put nets up. Foul, uh, foul uh, ball pole, the foul ball pole, uh, uh, all the way down so no one gets hit from a screaming line drive. That's what they're going to do, and it's going to take away from the game, but... I don't They're think gonna it's going to take anything. away from the game at all. Yeah, at but, all. but what about, remember Derek Jeter diving five rows into the stands to catch a fly pop? Fly? I mean, that's Rizzo's done it many times. He's jumping over the, uh, the stuff they cover the field with when it's raining, and he's leaning into the stand. That, oh, that's, oh, a, that's, that's, a, that's a fly ball, but I'm talking yeah. about a, a screamer. A screamer that's yeah. you know, I mean, 120 miles an hour. I mean, the netting... They're going to put the netting up, man, everywhere gonna, you watch. It's a, good, a good litigator, a good attorney is going to yeah. pierce that veil, yeah. the, the, the baseball rule veil. Yeah. And they're going to force baseball to extend that netting. Oh, period. it's going to happen. We're going to take another break, Paul. When we come back, we've got funky crime and punishment time around the nation. Our Florida man and Florida woman's back in the news. You've been listening to the Chicago Pulper Report on WSMA 90. I hope you like the county jail. WLSAM 890. Chicago Popo Report. Lupe Guire, Paul Cialino talking about our favorite rapper Cardi B just got indicted on felony charges in New York, Lupe. See it in so, Paul. A rapper uh, in trouble again, huh? Out of a strip Whoa. club. You know, I get it. The guys are at the strip club. What's Cardi B doing hanging at the strip club? Is she I'm working there? What? I'm sick of talking to R. Kelly. Sure I'm, glad she's in, I'm glad she's in trouble. <laughs> hey, this is stupid trouble because she gets into a beef with a bartender and it's filmed. Of course it is because somebody's always got a camera pointed at you, right? When you're famous, semi-famous, or just acting foolish. And the prosecutor said, hey, come on in here and plead guilty to this stupid misdemeanor and we'll, we'll you know, put this thing to bed. And she goes, uh-uh, not pleading guilty. Not my fault. So now she's indicted with a felony. The Lawyer Employment Act. They're happy. Some attorney's happy in New York, right? I love the name of the strip club, Angels. <laughs> angels. Not acting like angels, are we? How come they weren't at... Uh, misbehaving at Angels. What's that other famous strip club in New York? Uh, scores. Scores. Yeah, yeah. Scores. Yes. What, she's, not a, she's banned from going to Scores? She probably she's probably going to Scores. We're not going to put up with all that bad misconduct, Nonsense. okay? They don't have to. They got a lot of famous people in there all the time. But hey, I, I love this story. Back to Florida, huh? one of our favorite states. Florida deputy allegedly posed as an 11-year-old girl to lure 9-year-old for sex. <sighs> I, I I don't even know where to start, Loop. Huh? It's Florida. It's, it's Florida, right? It happens everywhere, but I mean, yeah. It doesn't involves, involves a police officer. It involves a police officer, right? yeah. And this is like more outrageous. Right? Transmission of materials by the computer. The computer, uh, you know, it's all written down. It's all email, text, the whole thing. It, it, it's the Popo don't even have to work hard to get a conviction in these cases. This is Okaloosa uh, County. Where is that? 41 years old. They know that we got fired over the allegation anyways. I'm not quite sure because they don't list the city, do they? They just go to county. Florida's much, much more 
county stuff than they are city, especially if it's a small town, right? Small little town. Sheriff's office, just ridiculous, just crazy. Representing uh, the police out there, way to go! It's it's just insane. Eleven year olds posing as posing as eleven year old to lure a nine year old, grown man. Enough said. I mean, I want to shoot myself reading this stuff sometimes. We got another Florida woman. Uh, this is what I like. Is. <laughs> this, this is kind of story, right? This is your, uh, yeah, this is down your alley, right? I like this. This is our pedestrian popo stuff, right? Florida woman broke into her ex-girlfriend's home at 3 a.m. and assaulted sleeping with victim with a lava lamp. Number one, lava lamps are not, you know, around like they used to be in the 60s. <laughs> never owned one, never it's wanted to own one. It's kind of creative, man. It's kind of, yeah. kind of a neat crime, kind of a hippie crime almost. So the hippies love the lava lamps. Never had right? a thing for lava lamps, no. <laughs> Have too, you? Do you own a couple? Young. Never owned Did, one. No. I, I like looking at them occasionally. I never liked them enough to put one in the living room, okay, next to the TV or something. <laughs> I, but I lose interest after a half a second. <laughs> she, apparently, uh, it works pretty good as a weapon because they're pretty heavy. And, right. and you're sleeping soundly. And someone whacks you in the head with the old lava lamp, it's going to hurt, man. That, that's 20, hospital hurt. 29 right? Chanel Hall would agree with you, yeah. <laughs> the blow of the gas on the woman's head, that required several stitches. I believe that. You don't even have to hit them too hard with it. It's going to require several stitches. Oh, my God. Felony burglary and ag bad charges. Eh, Pasco County Jail. I believe that's from the Tallahassee area. Yeah. Hey, she uh-huh. drew a $650 bond. That's nothing, right? Hey, for yeah. for uh, revenge, that's not bad. You paid that six fifty, right? That's... <laughs> uh. That's another day in Florida. That's it? Yeah. yeah. She probably won't even go to jail for this one, right? Yeah. Probation. Straight up probation for this one. Hey, a phony Uber driver abducted a woman. Phony. Now, Uber doesn't have enough problems. you got people out there posing as Uber drivers when in reality they are not. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm saying that it's potentially true that this guy was a former Uber driver. He still, still had, posing, right? he still had the credentials. Might or maybe, the sticker in the window. Or, or yeah, or a fake sticker. Used his uh, inkjet printer to uh, <laughs> deceive <laughs> everybody. Right. I, I, listen, Tommy Wayne Beard, 62, targeted young women who became inebriated after spending time in bars in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Great town of the University of Alabama. I'm sure this is one of your favorites because he has three names, right? He's got the two first names, Tommy Wayne. And Tommy I'm Wayne. Pro- I promise you, my friend, he goes by Tommy, Tommy Wayne. Wayne. Not Tommy or Tom. Everyone in his circle calls him Tommy Wayne. Oh, that Tommy Wayne. I got arrested again. You know what he did? Posing as that old Uber driver picking up them young college girls. How about, hey, yo, that, that TWB is, uh, you know. <laughs> no, nah, it'd be Tommy Wayne down no, there. No, no, TWB. Nah, no, no, it'd be, it'd be Tommy Wayne. Maybe his mama calls him that. But everybody else calling him Tommy Wayne. I, I, I promise you. <laughs> they, the Uber don't have enough problems. Tommy Wayne's impersonating them. This is bad. This guy's 62. Uh, come on, He's a little old, isn't he? He's a little yeah. long in the tooth to be messing with them young college girls. Even if he got one, right? And he's 62 years old. He's, and I'm I'm pretty sure not a in-shape, good-looking 62 years old. <laughs> Guess it a lot of front teeth missing, huh? Driving with that lower jaw hanging open. look like an advertisement for Porta Potty or something. He's just not an attractive man. TWB got problems. Hey, hey, yes, he does. Hey, guess we we met we missed something, Paul. We What'd skipped we, we skipped this guy, this Indianan forty seven year old who uh who shot himself uh somewhere below. 
This is one of your favorites. Shot, shot in the junk or shot, shot in the, the butt? Shot in the junk oh. and or shot in the butt, yeah. You get hurt? Is it going to be okay? What usually happens when you shoot yourself down below? You're going to be bleeding a lot. <laughs> yes, it's going to hurt. There's going to be a lot of pain involved, a lot of hospital bills, a lot of big problems going forth in your life. Accidental self-inflicted gunshot injury. Well, that's what happens when you, you don't... <laughs> no training, man. No you're training. Put that finger on the trigger when you're not shooting at something. You're putting that, you know, the uh, that weapon, uh, you know, in between your uh, your pants and the belt, and not using a a licensed uh, gun holster. They're just sticking <laughs> it down the drawers, holster. man. They're sticking it down the drawers with their finger on the trigger. Yeah, which is always a problem, right? Here, here your gun safety course one on one. Maintain trigger. Never put control. your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to engage a target. Period. Mm. Ever for any reason. There's no reason to put your finger on the trigger, especially when you're sticking the gun down the front of your stupid pants. And, you know, it's hard being stupid when you're really stupid like this. Life is difficult. <laughs> right? Because you get your little name and picture in the paper doing really, really stupid stuff. We, we feel sorry for this guy? Not even a little bit, right? <sighs> yeah, not at all. Not, I'm, I'm not feeling sorry for him. Not at all. So, hey, did you see the TSA the thing in Phoenix where the guy barrels through the metal detector? And, I mean, this is a big dude, man. Big athletic guy comes barreling through, knocks out the TSA female who's standing there ready to wave him through, and then jumps on about five more TSA agents and just beats the living hell out of everybody till they get about 20 dudes in the Phoenix police to subdue this guy. This is all on, all on tape in the security section. You know, the metal detectors. He just, this guy didn't like TSA. And I got to tell you, I'm silently cheering a little bit because I don't like TSA either. <laughs> Especially a few weeks ago after I went through about seven searches for explosives. I was none too happy. I was feeling like this guy who, by the way, they weren't messing with. He You're just a guy a, that arouses suspicion, Paul. I mean, I don't blame the TSA guys like for messing with you. I get it. No. Yes, yes. I look... I, I look like a terrorist. That must be it. I look like I have explosives in the, no, in the shaving You have pit. that look. You know, I want to be effed with. So. Yes. Well, I, I, I got my wish. I got to tell you. Private searches, all kinds of uh, fondling and stuff going on. But this guy come fun. I mean, this was, he come through there like he was a, a running back. Okay, Paul, we're going to hit the hole again. When we come back, we're going to talk about that graffiti artist in Detroit that got arrested for uh, painting a mural. Okay, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS 890. Welcome back, people. WLS AM 890, Chicago to Chicago Popo Report. Lupe Guire, Paul Cialino, closing out this Saturday night pretty soon here. Hey. You're boating, man. Hey, put on the life preserver, huh? That's my advice. If you're in Chicago, you're out after midnight, you're cocktailing on the boat, get some life preservers out because we got a bad story loop. I mean, yeah, boating season is ramping up, and uh, we've only... Uh, We're just starting just boating starting, season, man. and uh, four guys look to be dead. They found one guy, uh, Coast Guard in the uh, Illinois Conservation Police, found the boat, a 26-foot boat, overturned. And one body underneath it, but three brothers are still missing. This uh, early Thursday morning, between midnight and five thirty. This this is disaster. This hey, one. 
you know, for the most part, people are out boating, having a good time, and they're new to uh, the water and, you know, being on a boat because they get invited. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's one of those last minute things. It's always a party. It's right? always a party. Yeah. And you never really grasp the danger of being on the on the water, you know, in a boat. And especially if you don't have uh, your life preservers on. Yeah. You got it. You, you mix got alcohol. Him. You mix everything else. Right. You got to have them handy, man, because, uh, A, Lake Michigan is one of the most dangerous bodies of water in the world. We, yeah. There are bodies littered in that lake. And almost from stupid boating accidents involving alcohol, you know, hitting the brake wall at 40 miles an hour, that yeah. sort of thing, uh, getting caught up in bad weather, getting right. swamped. And these guys, young dudes, you know, they're, they're up on the river uh, coming off the lake. And at least that's where they find the boat overturned. So how they overturned it, it's pretty tough to turn a boat over, 26-foot boat. They're not designed to flip over. So you're going some kind of excessive speed, and you hit something, flip it over, and next thing you know, uh, three brothers are missing. There's, mm-hmm. there's going to be a mother and father out there waking up uh, Thursday morning to tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Be careful, people. Out on the Life preservers, the guys. The life preservers are your friend when you're on the water, and I don't care if you're in six feet of water or 60 feet of water. you got a life preserver. Your chances of survival are a lot higher than if you don't have one, unless you're uh, Michael Phelps. You better have them life preservers handy. I like this next one, Paul, out of Detroit. It's a little less depressing, isn't it? Yeah, very less depressing, yeah. <laughs> we got painter and musician Sheafy McFly. I love that name. It is a good name. You think it's his real name? No, no, his real name. <laughs> it's not his real name. Sheaf Turner, come on. It was too cool to be his real name, wasn't it? I think Sheaf Turner's pretty cool, too. What happened? What happened to him? What happened to Mr. Well, Turner? Well, he was commissioned by the city to paint I mean, mural. He's, he's getting paid. Someone in the city of Detroit's paying him to do some work, right? In other words, it's legit. He's not just, yeah. he's not a knucklehead with a, right. a couple cans of spray paint. Right. You know, writing his name or yeah. whatever. Right. You know, doing what, you know, illegal spray painters do. Or gang graffiti guy artists. Got or graffiti or, artists. Yeah. Yeah, legal, yeah, exactly. Graffiti artists do. This guy was commissioned. He's bonafide. And uh, the cops uh, didn't believe him. <laughs> they arrested him anyway. It's Detroit. Listen. What do you mean the city hired you to to do this stuff? We don't believe you. you Get your papers? You didn't have any papers. You got a paycheck stuff? No, you go off to jail. You go, my friend. <laughs> and to quote, it's oxic, it's, it's oxymoronic. Doing something for the city and being arrested by the city. That's what McFly was quoted as saying. We, we understand how those things happen living in Chicago, don't we? He's <laughs> yeah. a legitimate job. Right? The guy's going straight. He's he's an artist. He's getting paid. And the Popo show up and go, hey, dude, we don't believe you. Off the jail, you go. I mean, the irony of it. Uh, you see it throughout the city. I mean, these are beautiful murals. And the same oh. thing. They're also commissioned. There, we, we actually, yeah, there's some very, really yeah. talented guys. We've yeah. actually seen some guys, you know, it's it's usually under a train viaduct, a red line or whatever. Right. I mean, they're they're out, you know, sketching and uh, outlining what they're going to do. Unless you go up to them and ask them a question, what what are you doing? I mean, they're they're they, they look like homeless kids, you know, graffitiing. They really do. Well, Plus, most, most painters, because they're artists, because right? they're artists, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you ever see a regular painter walking around with? <laughs> he's not in a suit. He's not in casual no, no, clothing. No. He's he, he looks he looks run down. He, he looks he got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Pretty right? beat maybe, up. Maybe a little cooler with a six pack next to him. So, I mean, that, so at first glance, yeah, you're like this guy's. You know, he's doing something he shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yeah, but you got to go and scratch the surface and ask. You know, 
got to communicate the right a questions, bit, right? right? A, little, a little communication with the artist. If they arouse suspicion, you got to go and see what's going on. Listen, and artists are difficult to talk to on a good day, right? Now, now you interrupt them in their work, and it's ninety-five degrees out, and he's trying to get to get this artistic thing happening on the side of a building, and not exactly a canvas, right? Yeah. With bad spray paint. And, and Popo walks up and started aggravating you. I'm sure the conversation got a little testy. Yeah, he was uncooperative with the investigation. Yes. I guess you know. <laughs> he was ticked off. You're bothering me. I'm doing my He's art. Like, I'm doing. I'm doing. Yeah. Me, I'm doing me. Why don't you go do you somewhere else? Yes. Right? Yes. Well, in Chicago, that might have wound up in a butt whipping. So we fortunate it was up in Detroit. No one got beat up. Yeah, or was, shot. Well, he was uh, arrested for allegedly resisting and obstructing oh, police. Oh, resisting. Yeah. Right? That's when you get you usually get arrested for resisting when they can't think of anything else. Yeah, but here's the here's with. the kicker though. Here's the kicker. There's an outstanding warrant. Oh. <laughs> there is a kicker, isn't there? Yeah. And you know one of the cops said, "You know, I bet if I run this guy for warrants, <laughs> we're, we're going to find one." <laughs> he looks yeah. like he might have a couple. If if he would have played it cool and just let them, you know, do their thing and, you know, and not get testy and not get upset. So, yeah, don't get upset. The Popo come up to you. You know, you're Be you're, nice. You're painting, right? a, you're painting a Picasso. You're painting the next big thing, you know, for the city to see. Just take it in stride. Take a puff of that c cigar or cigarette. Yeah. And um, just play nice because they're going to run your name. And if they run your name, <laughs> guess what might happen? Yeah, listen, we all know, right? It, it, guys with warrants have a certain look about them, right? It, you're almost a, it's usually a passenger in a car, right? They're giving you the eye. You know, you pull them over, you're looking at them, they're giving you an eye, and you know, I bet this dude's got a warrant or two. You think yeah. he forgot? He probably forgot about the warrant. It was probably, uh, you Sometimes know, failure, they do forget about failure to appear for uh, a traffic ticket, failure to appeal f appear for, uh, I don't know, a domestic violence beef. It wasn't an old murder <laughs> case, right? It wasn't an old murder warrant. It probably wasn't a federal warrant, no. There's some chicken stuff going on there. Something, something, yeah, something very pedestrian, very <laughs> ridiculous, exactly. So be nice. That's our advice, right? When you're inter interfacing with the popo, be nice, be polite. Whether you're, uh, yeah, it's a street stop, you're being pulled over, you know, just glance over. Be responsive. You know. Yeah, right. be cooperative. Yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, right? That usually gets you some points. That might save the whole let's check for warrants thing with dispatch. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he spent 24 hours in, in jail. Ooh, <laughs> not fun. He wasn't painting in jail, wasn't doing no murals down at the county. No, he, to quote, he also said it was in horrible conditions. That's I mean, Wayne County Jail? Not yeah. much better than the Cook County Jail. Really? Yes, not a nice jail. No. Detroit, no. They're not spending a lot of money on the jail. So, yeah, exactly. He spent 24 hours in jail for that parking ticket warrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even something <laughs> worth, it, you know, we're worth getting, you know, bothered over. A I'm, parking ticket I'm, warrant. I'm putting him for time and a half while I'm sitting in jail. I'm sorry, but the, the, my... My invoice to the city of Detroit for my artistic work, I'm, they're getting billed for time and a half while I'm locked up. I've actually never even seen a parking ticket warrant. That's that's I've, kind of extreme. I, I've never heard of a warrant for parking yeah, tickets. Me either. I've heard of unpaid parking tickets. Yeah. Right? It's very administrative. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Detroit need that much money. Michigan, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, Detroit's very broke, like we will be very soon as well in this city. So it's questionable uh, if he's going to finish that mural. You know, he's kind of still upset.
I say visit. If the artist isn't too particular, he's going to go finish it and get paid. If he's smart, go finish the mural and get paid. Well, we'll find out, Paul. We're going to take another break. Hit the hall when we come back. A great happy ending. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSMA 90. We're back, peeps, for the final segment on Chicago Saturday night. Chicago Popo Report on WSAM 890. And, folks, if you don't get a chance to listen live, hey, WSAM.com, you'll be picking this thing up right after this show tonight. So listen anywhere you want. But WSAM.com seems to be the ticket. Lupe, what are we closing with? What are we finishing up, heating it up with tonight? We're going to continue with our little art artist, you know, artiste um Segment. We love artistes, right? We yeah. Our last segment, we had a, we had an artist out of Detroit. Yes, he had some you know, problems. He was having a bad day with the popo. Yes, you know things went a little wry. We got this lady out of Ohio whose face looks like picture the uh, Day of the Dead, one of those Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos paintings. You know, no question about it. That's exactly what her face looks like. Not very, very sexy. Yeah. You know, kind of scary. Not dating material, right? Not bringing that one home to mom. Wouldn't bring her home. Yeah. (laughs) Mom would scratch her head and, you know. Mom would have you committed if you brought this one home. Take me out of her will. You know. You know, it's the neck tattoos have creeped into being almost acceptable, okay? But this chick's got tattoos on top of her tattoos on her face. Yeah. Now, now. And I'm going to say, not totally unattractive young girl uh, without the tattoos, right? Yeah, you could sort of, yeah, yeah see yeah. that, you know, she's, you know, she's got some talent. You know. <laughs> she may have some talent, but certainly not picking out tattoos for her face is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely I, right on that I, one. I, I mean, if, it, listen, if any of our listeners brought this one home to mom and dad, mom and dad would be going, uh, no, no, she's not coming into the house, okay? Because I'm, I'm sure she's got a... Nine with a double stack mag in it, or a big butcher knife for us. I am not letting her in the house. No, but we know we originally visited uh, Miss Alyssa Zabraski back in December. Remember back in uh, back in twenty eighteen December because she was arrested for stealing from Walmart. Uh, she had a bunch of methamphetamines, uh, hypodermic needle, needle yeah, and yeah, some other course. you know the usual so, suspects were involved. other opioids in her purse. Yeah, so she was arrested. She was locked up. Uh, but she violated terms of release uh, in connection with that, uh, you know, that I, she had a plea in February. But I find it's hard to believe she violated her terms of release. With I a really face did. like that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a rule uh, breaker, I guess, huh? Yeah. She broke all the rules of society and the, even even a good tattoo guy would go. Baby, it's really you're over the top with this tattoo thing. Yeah, I mean, don't you don't don't tattoo artists have some sort of uh, integrity? When someone comes up to them and wants to, you know, wants their face, to, uh, wants to tattoo their face like that, can't they just say no? Or shouldn't they just say no? I like, think they sh- maybe should say no, right? There's no amount of money that, can, that you can, you know, give me, ma'am, but I will not do that to your face. No, I don't think, I, if I'm a tattoo guy, I'm going to de- respectfully decline your request that I tat up your face should- so that you look like some kind of monster. Yeah, they should go up, you know, some some tattoo ethics board and... Uh, <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> explain, explain what they did, and maybe look into revoking their license. And uh, you know, maybe oh. uh, we're in Chicago. The aldermen <laughs> don't have an ethics board. Okay, I don't know how the tattoo guys. We're going to get ethics for the tattoo guys now because we, uh, politicians in Chicago don't follow any kind of ethical guideline. <laughs> I mean, here t- that tattoo artist should be fined and his license revoked. You know, and he can't, shouldn't be shouldn't be allowed to uh, you know tattoo for at least a year. 
because of what he did to this poor young lady. You know what I think? This is a great am idea. Am I on something? If, am I on Yeah, you're on something. I think if you're convicted as a politician of a felony, you should get a tattoo on your forehead to say convicted in the date you were convicted. Maybe your sentence underneath there, too, okay? So we don't forget when we run into you on the street again. I mean, oh, too, oh you're too. one of those guys that got convicted to public money, right? That, too, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we should we should put that forth as a law in the Springfield's legislature. They seem to be passing everything else right now. <laughs> <laughs> along, along with the weed. Well, well, let's go on. Can we go back to uh, normal crimes? Crazy tattooed people, artists in uh, Detroit. I up mean, to Alabama? Let's go to Alabama. Down Alabama. Down Alabama, uh, yeah. Yes, we're going down. And uh, this this is the kind of stuff we, we like telling you about. The listener. This is stuff you need to hear because... You know what time it is right? Because oh, it's crazy time down in Alabama. And that, that's what we live for. That is the bread and butter on the Chicago Popo Report. Not that we don't have our own problems, right? We, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we got some problems. This is okay? how we make our money. But we, we generally don't have these sort of problems most of the time. We're, we're pretty good. So what happened down there in Alabama, Paul? Well, I'm going to tell you what happened, all right? Uh... Well, look, we go down to Cottondale, Alabama, a, a Tuscaloosa uh, suburb outside the University of Alabama there, okay? Alabama woman has been charged with the sexual torture of a 25-year-old man who was under the influence of a GHB. Would that be a, a, a date rape drug, Loop. That's an illicit narcotic, yeah. Okay, that's bad. And a young lad found himself bound with duct tape when he was assaulted, according to a court filing. In a charge sheet filed last, Jennifer Johnson, 36, was accused of violating the incapacitated man with a sex toy at a residence in Cottondale. Say it's not so, you know, that's, that's pretty rough. <laughs> it's pretty, if you're a dude on the, on the, uh, it's probably pretty common down there in Alabama. I may be, okay, but, uh, he, I'm, I'm sure, you know, this was a problem for him when but, he, when he came to. She almost got away with it. I mean, uh, why didn't they, why didn't she get away with it, Lou? What did the young lady do? She got arrested for having a stolen vehicle, that Honda Civic, and uh, they discovered that incriminating video on her on her phone. <laughs> she took a video of it. That's what she did. <laughs> Does it get any easier for the prosecutors and the cops? Huh? Yeah, easier way to say it. Yes, it was on her phone, and you know somehow the popo they got wind of it. And looked at it, and uh, because the dude, he wasn't beefing, was he? He's not filing it. Again. He's not walking into the old Cottondale PD, going, "Hey, boys, I, I got sexually assaulted by this chick. I was under the influence, and she had me tied up, and there were sex toys involved. But uh, you know, here I am to file my. He did not file a complaint, did he? Loop. He didn't. Did. He was probably embarrassed. <laughs> you I mean, are you kidding me? He I was mean, embarrassed. He was uh, taking old GHB, and well, you think he did well. Yeah, she's a prostitute. I mean, it was probably, you know. <laughs> Nothing good is playing out in this story for him got, to go home We got with, GHB, right? we got hey. prostitutes, we have, uh, you Mom, know. Dad, I got some bad news. You might be reading about it in the paper, seeing got, it on TV. We got penetrated. Was it, I mean, was it. Uh, <laughs> yes, he got penetrated. <laughs> and, hey, she was okay on the one arrest. She had a $20,000 bond to make, right? But then they want, then, as the Popo often do today, they grab your little cell phone and they download everything, right? A little machine, they plug it in. Are they allowed to in. do that? They are. When you're in custody, they take everything. You gotta, no, but on. they can actually look into your phone and, and, and download They do it on traffic have. stops, man. Wow. They will grab a dude's phone on a traffic stop and download everything. I've never done that. 
Uh, in Chicago, man, you don't have time for that stuff. If you're fighting real crime, okay? You don't have these bothersome, let me uh, terrorize the citizens because I got nothing to do. These, these folks down in Alabama, though, may, maybe not real active, but they're, they got the technology. Download so. what's on that chick's phone. I guess so. Right? And you get everything. You get all the texts. You get all the videos. You get the sexual torture she just did on one of her Johns. And she gets whacked around, huh? She was okay, twenty thousand dollar bond till they saw the the video back up to eighty thousand. Not a happy ending for her, but we have a happy ending, brother. And what is it? Yes, we do. Baby found alive in a plastic grocery bag. The whole thing behind it remains a mystery, though. But thank God the baby was found alive. Hey, this happened the, down there in Georgia, right, just north of Atlanta, and it was a great story. And I seen the the popo. I get out there when they get a call from somebody who thought they heard a baby crying in the woods at night. They popo show up, open up the bag, and there's a really healthy big baby. And the popo's almost crying. He's so happy he found his child, man. It was a great, great story and a great ending for the show They nicknamed her Baby India. Should have named her Baby 